glory to God. This is our 25th year of Eagle Summit Church. The Lord has done great and mighty things. If you are one of those great and mighty things, raise your hand. He's done great and mighty things. And the word says, we are are glad. Amen. And uh, so we're grateful to him for 25 years of restoring and rebuilding people's lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Seeing the Lord do amazing things. How many of you ever seen a person's life change? Okay, hands down. Who's, how many of you ever seen a person change right before your very eyes? Isn't that an amazing thing to experience, to see somebody's life change? For the better, let's talk about the better, amen. Somebody change for the better right before your very eyes, amen. And in these 25 years, that's, that's what we've seen happen over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. How many of you know people that you've known for longer than 25 years? Amen. Glory to God. We have one of our friends here today that's known us longer than 25 years. She's known us for like 40 years. Amen. Amen. And she's seen us change right before her very eyes. Amen. For the better. Amen. Glory to God. We, I mean, we weren't terrible, awful before, you know, but we just all got to live it at the same time. Amen. To God be the praise and the thanks and the glory. Yes, she was at pastor's graduation from Duke. That's how long she's been knowing us. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. She was with us when we were installed at our first Baptist church. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So 25 years, God has been doing amazing things, and we are so grateful to him. And uh, in this year, uh, uh, this is our year where we, we confess and we practice, amen, and we grow in our hearts being for this house, amen? Glory to God. And so this week, the Lord just laid something on my heart, and I really uh, wanted to share it with you, um, not just for me and not just because it's the 25th year anniversary, um, but because he wants something for all of us. He wants something for you. He wants something for you. He wants something for you. He wants something for me. And I want what he wants for me. Because if he wants it, it's good. Isn't that right? If he wants it, it's good. Amen? And so uh, uh, this morning, I just want to talk about that, that, uh, that theme and that purpose, that, that mandate that we have for t- 2018, um, but in just a little different way. Um, and so t- today, I just want to talk about uh, my heart is for. My heart is for. Amen. We're going to release our children for children's ministry. If there's anybody else that needs to be released for children's ministry at this time, we're going to release our children and youth and teens for children's ministry, youth ministry at this time. Amen. Thanks be to God for our teachers. Thanks be to God for these awesome young men and women that we are raising up in this house to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And that is our testimony. 
that in these 25 years we've raised up young people Amen. that are now adult people working and serving as the head and not the tail. They are above only and not beneath because they learned about the Lord Jesus Christ and what faith in him will do. Amen? Will do. Amen? So, 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 say my heart is for. My heart is for. And, and today I want to talk to you about five people. I want to talk to you about five people and their hearts. Amen? The first person that I want to talk to you about is Jesus. Um, the next person that I want to talk to you about is um, a teacher and a mentor that I had named Novella Harrison. The next person that I want to talk to you about um, is me. How the Lord save me, glory to God. Amen. And I want to talk to you um, about Dr. Billy Graham. Anybody heard that name before? Amen. And there's one other person that I want to talk to you about, but I'll tell you their name in a little bit. Amen. But um, this week you probably heard a lot about Dr. Billy Graham in the news <clears throat> and on TV and all of that. Amen. And uh, uh, Dr. Billy Graham is the greatest evangelist ever in the history of the world. And he has ministered the gospel of salvation on, at, for every, almost every single country of the world. Not the state, not the nation, but the world. 200 million people have gotten saved through him preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and long ago, he published a statement um, because on Wednesday, he went home to be with the Lord. Amen. And I heard him say that he was looking forward to it. And I heard him say that he welcomed death because that was going to usher him in to his home. And, but, but many years ago, he made a statement. And it was published. And he said, someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. And he said, don't you believe a word of it. He said, I shall be more alive than I am right now. I will have just changed my address. My location. I have gone into the presence of God. He shared the gospel around the world, in every nation, to every language, to every creed, every color, every group. People didn't ever know, know nothing about English. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to every creed, every color, every nation, every tribe. Developed nations, non-developed nations, third world nations, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
same message to everyone, everywhere around the world. With millions of people telling them that Jesus loved them. Amen? Sharing the gospel around the world with millions of people, every race, every color. And when he started, when he started ministering, because he was born in North Carolina, he was first initially sharing the gospel here in the South. When he started ministering uh, in 1949, it was issues here in the Southland that we love. Amen? And, and after he began to minister for a little while, uh, uh, he, he, had, he decided that I'm not just going to minister to white people. I, I, I want my call is to the world. Jesus died for the whole world, so I got to preach to everybody. But in the Southland, they won't have it back then. So he went up north to preach the gospel. And when he went to, up north to preach the gospel and he would have his crusades, black people wouldn't come. Because they were like, I don't know, I ain't going up in there. I don't know, we from the south, we's up north, and we, we ain't down with that, we don't roll like that up here. And I was in the north. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so, so when he would minister up there, black people wouldn't come. So he went to some of his minister friends who were black, and he said, what can I do? I got to preach the gospel to everybody. What can I do? And so the pastors in New York City said, go where they are. If they won't come to you, go to them. So he, 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 he rented his facility and held a crusade in Harlem. I'm talking about in the hood, right? For real. He rented his theater and had a crusade in that theater. And guess what? The people came. And they got saved. But, well, the, well, the southern people were not too thrilled. And they told him, we're not going to support you if you're going to go do that. We're not going to help you carry on these meetings. So, he said, never need you. And made a declaration nationwide what, that he would only go to cities, go to places where the meetings were open for everybody. Everyone. Amen? Because everybody needs to know who Jesus is. Amen? And so he shared the good news with everyone. Amen? So he shared what the Bible says. John three sixteen. How many of you ever heard Dr. Billy Graham minister? He ministered in live meetings, but then they put them on TV, right? How many have ever seen him on TV? Heard him on the radio. Anybody seen him live and in living color in person? Okay. Amen. Everywhere he shared John 3.16, which says what? For God so loved the world that he gave only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And one time I heard him say, he said, I wish that people always ask me, how come you only preach about people getting, about salvation? How come you only preach John 3.16? How, how come you only communicate with people about how to be saved? He said, I wish I could preach something else. He said, I wish I, I, wish, I, wish I could go into doctrine and theology and hermeneutics and, and all that seminary. He said, I wish I could. But the Lord gave me an instruction. And I will be true to it till I transition home. And so his mission was to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that heaven is a free gift available to who? To everyone. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's free. It's available to everyone. That everybody is a sinner. Amen. Until you get saved. Amen? That God loves the sinner. Thank you, Lord. Amen? That God loves the sinner, but he hates sin. So he's going he to have to punish sin. But there, there's an escape from that. It's called a relationship. Receiving Jesus Christ into your heart as your Savior, as your Lord. And that you put faith in him. And if you do that, you get to have eternal life. Life in heaven. Life with God forever. Like Billy Graham is experiencing today. Amen? Amen. You get to have eternal life. And you get to experience abundant life in this life. Just through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, when, and, when, and if you heard Billy Graham minister, saw him minister, been in a service, he always ministered that gospel with simplicity. Very simply. With much compassion. With much love. Much tenderness. He didn't get up and pound people in the head with a big giant Bible. No. He didn't cuss people out and say, get saved. He didn't call people ugly names and say, get saved. He, 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 he shared love, grace, tenderness, mercy, patience, kindness, compassion, and love. And, if you, and I know you've seen it on TV, but if you've ever been in a Billy Graham evangelistic service, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is in present in those meetings. The, the Holy Spirit is present to save people's lives, to give them, bring them into relationship with him. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Amen? Because his heart was for Jesus. His heart was for a person. His heart was for the person of Jesus Christ the son of the living God, sent to be the savior of the world. 
Billy Graham's heart was for Jesus. Who was his heart for? Jesus. The second person I told you I wanted to talk about was, was uh, Novella Harrison. And uh, Novella Harrison uh, was a part of my life, like, from, from little. Amen. She was, a, she was in our church, in my home church in Philadelphia, and uh, uh, she was my Sunday school teacher, my vacation Bible school teacher. Um, she, she stopped teaching Sunday school and made me teach her class. So she, she was my teaching mentor. And then she became the, 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 Bible school te- the Bible class teacher for the adults in our church. And everybody, everybody would flock to her class on Sunday morning. And you couldn't be late because she wouldn't let you in. Amen. Because she was serious. Because she had a deep relationship with Jesus. And so when I was just a little girl in vacation Bible school, she shared John 3.16 with our class. What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that his what? That whosoever should not perish but have everlasting life. How many of you learned that long time ago, that scripture? Hands down. Who was commanded to memorize it? Somebody <laughs> broke their hands. Amen. 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 Ultimately, she became, Novella Harrison became the evangelism director at our church. There she is. That's my sweetheart. That's, that, was take, that picture was taken last, year before last. Amen. Amen. She, she close to 90 years old. Look what Jesus will do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The difference maker in my life because her heart was for Jesus. And she was bound and determined that we all were going to have hearts for Jesus. Amen. And so she taught us John 3.16 and she made us memorize it. And then, then we had to stand up in the class and recite it. And then the next week we had to come in and write it down. And then she had to grade it. And she was exiting out if you had a wrong word when you wrote it down. Because her heart was for Jesus. It had to be done right. Because her heart was for Jesus. And so she shared the gospel with us. Amen. And, and, and she taught the gospel to us. And, and because of her, I received Jesus when I was nine years old. In vacation Bible school. And one time you might have seen, I put up a picture one time of me in vacation Bible school when I was like eight, nine years old. Amen. Glory to God. Because, because when you have a real, because when your heart is for Jesus, you want to pass it on to somebody else. Because it will change their life forever. So she didn't care that we were eight and nine years old. She was like, you're going to learn this word and you're not too little to understand who Jesus is. Amen. So, so I received salvation when I was nine years old. But, but, but I was aspiring. I wanted to get out of the kitty class. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get in the teenager's class. 
That's like our kids are around here. They like, well, I want to be with the youth, I don't, right? So I want to do that. So anyway, ultimately, I finally got to old enough so to be in the teenager class, right? So I'm excited. By this time, now she done moved to the teenage class. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and so when she moved to the teenage class, one of the things that she did uh, one summer when it was vacation Bible school, she, she took our class to Billy Graham Crusade. She took the whole class to the Billy Graham Crusade. And it was an experience that I will never forget. That was many, 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 many years ago, but I have never forgotten it because the gospel was shared with love, simplicity, compassion, understanding. And, and, when, and when, when, when Dr. Graham gave the invitation, even though I had already received this, I wanted to go too, because it was just like, because the anointing was present. The anointing was, and I saw hundreds of people get saved at one time, in one moment. Why? Because there was an anointing present for people to be saved. There was love present for people to just walk into. And that whole stadium was like, it was covered with a blanket of love, safety, protection, grace. Nobody was condemned. Everybody was received. And so my teacher, Dr. Billy Graham, many others showed their hearts, that their hearts were for Jesus. They showed their hearts were for Jesus by their love. They showed their hearts were for Jesus by their sacrifice, by their service. What does it take to travel around the world and see 200 million people saved? Where does the money come from? Prayer, faith, believing. Where do the resources come from? Where does the energy come from? Where do the connections come from? You don't know nobody in East Jablip on the other side of the world. How do you get there? What happens when you get tired? What happens when you're away from your family for 60% of their upbringing? I heard their, daughter, their children say that their father was away 60% of their upbringing, sharing the gospel, honoring his relationship with Jesus. By helping and serving others, serving the Lord in his church, it had an impact on me. Through their actions, they moved my heart steadily towards the Lord, making me want to be like them. Making me want to be like they were. Making me want to, to, to know the Bible like Novella Harrison knew the Bible. Making me want to, to be able to connect with people and have people receive me the way I saw people receive Dr. Billy Graham. Making me want to be, help somebody the way I, I was helped. 
They moved me a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more so I could be more like Jesus. Amen? And of course I want to talk to you about Jesus. Because John 3.16 is about who? Jesus. His heart was for the Father. Right? He said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. His heart was for the father. And his heart was for all of us. His heart was so much for all of us that he told the father, I'll die on the cross if it'll purchase salvation for them. His heart was for us. His heart was for me. His heart was for you. He used love. He used every day while he was ministering on the earth. He was using love. How often? Every day. Every day. Everywhere. He used love. Every day, everywhere. He used compassion. Every day, everywhere. He used grace. Remember the woman that was taken in adultery in the Bible. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go, sin no more. He used grace with everyone everywhere to draw them into a relationship with God. He used mercy everywhere. He used mercy everywhere. Correct? When Mary and Martha were weeping and grieving because their brother had died. And they said, if you would have been here, our brother had not died. He said, I got this. He fixing to get up. Because of my mercy. Because of my love. Because of my compassion. He used all of those things. He used sensitivity. Loving kindness. With everyone. Everywhere, all the time. Was he always received? He was not always received. Was he loved by everyone? He was not loved by everyone. He's still waiting, even today, for somebody to receive his love. He's still waiting today for somebody to accept his grace. My teacher, when she became the director of evangelism in our church, um, then she began to teach us soul winning, how to connect with people, how to talk to people in a loving, compassionate, Jesus kind of way. So that they would see that our hearts were for Jesus. So, so, she, so we had to go to class and practice sharing the gospel so that we could connect with other people in a loving way, like Jesus. Amen? So, so people in the class would get to pair it with somebody else and practice and talk to them like they weren't saved. Amen? And hear them say, no, I want no Jesus. And then, what, and then do what? So she would teach us what to do. 
When my turn came, I'm like, I hope I get so-and-so because they gonna be, it's going to be easy with them. <laughs> but no, when my turn came, she said, okay, you're going to present the gospel to me. I was shaking and quaking in my boots. Amen. Amen. I said, Lord, now you got to help me. <laughs> Glory to God. And, and, and I felt the intensity because I know, I knew that her heart was for Jesus. She wanted my heart to be for Jesus. And she wanted me to come closer to Jesus. And I wanted to demonstrate to her that I, I was getting there. Because we don't just arrive. Did you know that? We just don't arrive. <laughs> it's a process. Amen. And when you're connecting with people, you got to know it's a process. Amen. Everybody, some people get saved in an instant. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Other people, it's a process. So sometimes you got to have patience. Amen. You got to have patience to continue to pray for them, to continue to be loving, to continue to relate to them as Jesus would. Amen. Anybody had to witness to somebody for a long time? Some people are too smart to get saved. They're like, well, I know everything. So how are you going to tell me? So then the Lord has to visit them. Amen. Amen. And then their hearts get turned toward Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when you say, my heart is for, think about at the Billy Graham Crusades, at his meetings. In every meeting, if you saw it on TV, were present for it, in every meeting, he always communicated to people that they needed to make a decision. Decide. Do you want Jesus? Do you understand who he is? Do you understand how much he loves you? Do you understand how he can change your life for the better? And when you say, my heart is for, how do you complete that sentence? Is your heart for Jesus? Do you really know him? I was talking with someone um, this week, and they were telling me about the fact that, that one of their takeaways from when they were growing up in church was to be scared. That at any minute they might just, they might just, uh, do something so terrible that the Lord wouldn't love them. I was talking with someone and they, they said that, 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 they, that was their takeaway from growing up in church. That they were scared. That they, that they, that they were trying to dot every I and cross every T in their life just, just in case they lose their salvation. Just in case the Lord would see that and cross their name off the list. So they were scared for their heart not to be for Jesus. Jesus is not a, he has, what's the Bible say? He has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. 
So if somebody's getting that impression, even a child getting that impression in church, something wrong. Right? Something wrong. Something got to be done differently. Be done, be done the Jesus way. With love, with compassion, with sensitivity. Is your heart for Jesus? Do you really know him? He's not, he's not, he, he's not out to get you. He's out to win you. To his heart. Is there a demonstration or evidence that your heart is for him? Have you decided your heart is for Jesus? Have you decided to love as he loved? Are you, have you decided to, to serve as he served? Because every day he got up wanting to know from the Father, what do you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to connect with today? Where do I take this healing word in my mouth to today? Where I take this healing hand to today? Where do I pour out compassion today? Where do I pour out mercy today? Have you decided your heart is for Jesus, that you would serve like he did? Would you help restore others like he did? Jesus was a restorer of bodies, of minds, of souls. Is that your decision? Have you decided to love as he did? Serve as Jesus did? Restore and help others like he did? Not, we're all grateful that we've been saved. We're all thankful that heaven is our home. We're all, we're all grateful that if we die tonight, we know. We're not wondering. We know heaven is our home. We're all grateful for that. We're all thankful that we've been blessed being Christian people. We're all thankful that the Lord, that the, the Lord delivered us, that the Lord's provided for us, that the Lord keeps on doing great things for us. We're all grateful. But have we decided to be Jesus? And when you become Jesus, then you love, then you serve, then you restore, then you help. Do you come to church, but you haven't decided to give your heart to Jesus. Maybe you heard somebody say something about Jesus that was crazy. Maybe somebody in church did something to you that was crazy. But Jesus' people and Jesus are two different things. 
Because he accepts everybody. Don't let somebody influence your decision to become a Christian so that your heart is for Jesus. If you've come to church and haven't decided to give your heart to Jesus because you see some people who say they're Jesus and they act crazy. When you get on your knees at night, you're praying to Jesus. Not Jesus' people. Amen? And, if, and, if, and if, if you've experienced hurt, if you've just experienced rejection in church or something like that, as Pastor said this one, displace that. Move that over to the side and put your focus on Jesus. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You are accepted in the beloved. You belong to me. I belong to you. Nothing can separate me from loving you. Have you decided? Maybe you got saved, but your heart it's for other things. Well, I, I, I received Jesus as my Savior, but maybe, but maybe still your heart is for other things. So when you say my heart is for, maybe the next word is not Jesus. Maybe my, your heart is for something else, someone else, more than Jesus. Maybe your heart is for things more than Jesus. Your house, your car, your job. The next house, the next car, the next job. Maybe your house is for people more than Jesus. Some people, their hearts are more for their family members that, aren't, that, that, that kick them to the curb every time they show up. And their heart is broken over that more than their heart for Jesus. Because when you get Jesus, you get eternal life. When you get Jesus, you get your BFF forever. Your best friend forever. Y'all know about BFF, right? When you get Jesus, that's what you get. So the BFF that you already kicked to the curb, you still got Jesus. <laughs> that one who was your BFF in elementary school, you kicked them to the curb. In college, you don't even know that you you don't even know how to reach them people no more. But when you get but when you get saved and you and, and, and your heart is for Jesus, you got a BFF for life. Someone who will always love you, always, 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 always love you. You get somebody who's always available, always accessible. You don't need no phone to reach him. When you get Jesus, you get somebody who always shows up. Always shows up. Because he's always there with you. Somebody say, well, I don't feel it. Well, you know, you, you, there's a lot of things you don't feel, but you know they're yours. Amen. You don't feel like you're at the house right now because you ain't. 
<laughs> right? But you know the house is there. Amen. He'll always show up for you. You might always have a heart attack waiting, but he will show up for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. He will always show up. It might seem late to you, but he's right on time. Over and over and over again. Amen. You get somebody who's merciful, full of compassion, not tired of hearing your story, not tired of hearing your whining, not tired of hearing your complaining, your fussing, your Christian cussing. Merciful, full of compassion. The question is, have you decided to be in a relationship with him? A relationship is, is something that, that um, is not sweet all the time. Okay, because when you're fussing and cussing at Jesus and saying, why didn't you and when are you going to? Okay, that, that's, the, that's the kind of messy side of the relationship, isn't it? And he lets you go on and 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 go on till you get it, over, you get it all out. And then he's like, okay, let's talk. Look at my word. See what it says. Look, look what it says right there. I have loved you an everlasting love. There's nothing that can separate you from me. Are you in a relationship with him? Have you decided to be in a relationship? It's a decision to be in a relationship with him. He's not forcing himself on nobody. He's not a sometime lover. He loves you all the time. An everlasting love. Have you decided to be in a relationship with him? Have you decided? Have you given your heart to him? When you say, my heart is for, is your next word, Jesus. 